0: Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now, your host Ace. All right. Um. Yeah, you make you make some solid points. They, they did not bring in the kids, but um, I don't know. I don't think it's because no, the best players carry.
1: Y- although Fernando carries babies, a
0: Paul sport. So,
1: youth youth carries a sport from generation to generation. As long as it it you know, as long as the youth into it. As long as the youth is into it and you can market it to the youth, then they'll carry their sport. That's why the I NBA guess, is as popular as it is today.
2: Then I guess that that is almost what i The same thing goes UFC. for, like, music and stuff like that.
0: Oh, wait, hold on. Let me fix yeah. my mic. Does that sound better?
1: You sound fine. Sound all fine right. to me.
0: All right, all right, all right. You know,
1: i <laughs> it to say, the worst part is we we we're at the back end of the uh, the demographic that gets uh,
0: no 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 no. We're, like
1: tailored to. Yeah, cares about
0: Yeah, we're at the back. Yeah, eighteen to forty five. Right? Eighteen
1: to forty five. Yeah. yeah, we're at the back end of it.
0: Yeah, but we're not. We're not the old people that they don't care about anymore.
1: They no, need our, I'm just saying. They still like,
0: need our, our dollars. They still need our your, dollars. They still your. need
1: our dollars and our women's dollars because <laughs> women. Yeah, it's that serious. Women, That's women, true. women spend. Women have a women spend more than men do my friends
0: oh yeah i know that's that was one of the um conspiracy theories somebody hit me with as to why um they're trying to keep people single because they need people spending money and going out and i was like jesus
2: christ bro like i never
0: thought about it that deep
2: <laughs> hey think, you think that might go behind Sorry. a little conspiracy that happened that happened since monday with the charges lady that they show on tv Oh, yeah, people were like, why do you care oh, so yeah. much people... he cheers for two teams? They're not even in the same
0: conference. And I was like, yeah, I really don't care that much. It does seem, it did seem, it did seem like, oh, I didn't know she was a Vikings fan. I was like, maybe she moved.
2: No, I no, was, I, think I brought it up because that it looked like they was just forcing it down her throat throughout the whole game. Oh, no, it was no. just, a, no, it's
0: just a nice story. And like, she was like super into the game. And unfortunately her team lost, but she, yeah you know, I, think,
1: I think they, they just, just show someone they... who cares. Basically. They caught a fan, they caught a fan and decided to ride with it. And yeah. they caught a fan that was overly interested in, in the game, in the outcome of the game, and was entertaining to say the least. It's like whenever and they decided to a, ride with it.
0: Whenever,
2: whenever they, they have like, me how I am when I watch my games.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, but if you were if if this was 10-year-old you, this was 10-year-old aunt, and then they popped to you in the stands that you know. Crappy giant stadium back in I don't know nineteen ninety whatever, and then they said, "Oh, and they show you going berserk at the stands with a foam finger or something." That would have been a meme had those existed back then.
2: Well, Malik told like, me right? back then when we went to the games, of Bills versus Jets, and I was going crazy. Yeah, where the stadium was
1: yeah. shaking. The, the thing that the thing that I, I question well, that's is representation. That's why
2: the stadium was shaking, which is old.
0: It's falling into the uh, swamp. It said so. But you saw it, you saw it, that as it's still representation
1: no the thing I question is representation right is um oh, you know, I'm sure she wasn't the only fan yeah. that they caught yeah I was like I'm sure she wasn't the only fan that the fan that was screaming their heads off and and living and dying with every snap of the ball it happens it' just literally like probably half the stadium was doing that um but the fact, fact that they zeroed in on her as the You know, as the fan to watch and as the one to bring on. I mean, she was on. She was on um, the Pat McAfee show, like Mm -hmm. Wednesday. I think they brought her on as as a guest. You know, they brought on as a guest on that show. You know, so you know, like just kind of, just kind of, you know, bringing her, bringing her in, bringing her along. uh, Everybody was wondering if she was an actress, if this was, you know, if this was real. And you know, I thought, you know, I I I don't know, and that that much I don't know, but I was just like at a
0: Chargers game, correct?
1: Yeah, Yeah, it was a charge. It was the Chargers Cowboys game.
0: You see, that's how that Monday night game. That's 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 how bad. That's how down bad the Chargers are is that they believe that they would have to hire someone to pretend to be a fan of the Chargers.
1: <laughs> well, I just think they that's they just thought it was just really really convenient. That's and that's why I said like eighty thousand people in a stadium. You 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 zero in on this one person and then parade them around for a week. What's the what's the what's the play here? Because you well, know the right. NFL doesn't do anything without having a play, right? You know the NFL doesn't do anything mm-hmm. without a plan.
0: But it's not the oh. NFL. It's Pat McAfee
2: just be like, "This lady was different no, to the game. The NFL, it started. Maybe
1: she'll the NFL started it by putting her on the air, right? That's the, that's the <laughs> NFL. You <laughs> the know, NFL's a production.
2: Yeah. You gotta remember that they they focus on her for a reason. They just the and they just randomly went over there.
0: It's no longer pink jerseys and jersey with rhinestones for the ladies. You can see Taylor Swift every game she shows up to now. Right.
2: The thing is that they, they, they got. A, that's what. That's why I brought it up because I've, I thought maybe they was trying. They was using her to sell to to females. You know the NFL.
0: I don't think, yeah, I don't think um, having a, a crazy lady, or I shouldn't say crazy, having a, a super excited female f- woman fan, is gonna make them want to tune in more. It's like, if you like football, or you don't.
2: But the thing is, like, it makes them it, to the NFL. It could be like, um, you know, you put it there to show that you know you could be relaxed if you actually do like it. You know, you can actually show it. You don't have to pretend that you don't. I got. it.
0: Yeah. You. Hmm. You never know. Well, as everybody who's going to be listening to this and possibly watching this on YouTube, I am wearing a basketball jersey because it is preseason basketball season, baby. We're going to be talking about football today. I'm on a bye week. And to all the NBA, you permanently on a bye week. To all the uh, <laughs> NBA fans out there, the NBA needs to do two things. Move All-Star Weekend. This is what the NBA needs to do to outflank the NFL.
2: It's not going to hope, happen.
0: Hope, uh hope Russ Granick or... Adam Silver is listening to me. Move the NBA All-Star Game to the dead week in between the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl. Just so you can steal all their thunder from media week. And I the NFL, happen.
1: No, media Media week is the week of the Super Bowl, so it wouldn't it wouldn't no, no, happen no. then.
0: It's that it's that weekend in between. You take that weekend in between when the Pro Bowl happens, they won't even be showing yeah. that on ESPN. No. They won't even be showing that on ESPN+. Plus. That's how down bad the Pro
1: Bowl will be. If you what NBA I'm saying All-Star is against that. Well, two two things against that. I'll hear. I'll listen to the rest of the things. But two things against that. Number one, NBA writers are not NFL writers. They don't write. They they don't typically have the same writers for both sports. So Correct. there'll still be plenty of NFL writers and NFL media at the Pro Bowl games, and there'll just, just just as many as there'll be at the NBA All Star. Um, that's one. Okay. Uh, and two me- me- media day. Yeah. actual media day for the for the nfl players is the yes. tuesday prior to the super bowl so that game that would actually not um uh go against the N- nba all-star game or nba all-star weekend
0: will it not drown out the pro bowl no nope.
1: no because the Pro the Pro the pro bowl the game itself might drown out the pro bowl but nobody watches the pro bowl anyway and nobody watches about, for the pro bowl
0: what about the slam dunk that happens on saturday where they're doing the pro bowl games and all the fan events
1: those, those events happen during the daytime, the, 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 Saturday, night of the what's name? Saturday night is is, counter, the, is in the evening.
0: And I counteract with the
1: Celebrity All-Star Game. The Celebrity All-Star Game is on a Friday night. Sure. Pe- what I'm saying is hey, people will watch, but they're not yeah. going to drown out the NFL fan base. Oh, they will. It's, there's plenty of NFL fan base <laughs> that's available. And, and you know, you can also. Let
0: me, let me ask you a question. You're an NBA fan and NFL fan. If they do that, you watching the All Star game? Or you watching the Pro Bowl?
1: I don't watch the Pro Bowl now anyway, so it doesn't matter. So, and I don't. And as a matter of fact, I don't watch the Pro Bowl or the All Star game. I don't watch. Actually, I don't watch either. And I'm a fan of what? both. What? I don't watch either. I don't watch the NBA All Star game. It's an absolute what? waste of time.
2: It is because the, the, bloody the, bloody the, bloody the bloody most
1: mo- the most competitive part of the NBA All Star game is the selections of the, the selecting the players. Oh, After that, once the game tips off, the game the game is crap.
0: Game is not crap. It's been competitive the past <laughs> couple of years.
1: It has it not been competitive. Crap. It's competitive in the fourth quarter.
0: What are you busy doing in February randomly and on you know on a on a Sunday? What, what are you busy doing? Barbecuing? Like what, 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 else? what am I busy doing? What what else you got? What else you got? I mean,
1: I live in thing? Georgia. I could be I could be barbecuing. I could this there's, there's plenty of there's plenty of other things I could be doing on a, on a random February and at the, you know. Look, also on Saturday night. I enjoy. I enjoy the the slam dunk okay. competition. I enjoy the th- I enjoy the three point contest. The skills the skills the skills thing is horrible, but I watch that too. Uh, the skills. I just don't watch horrible. the All Star game. It's horrible. It's 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 horrendous.
0: Malik hates it.
1: um, no, I don't like NBA players dribbling and passing, running running through a you know a little a little gauntlet that I'm sure that they do on a regular basis. Do, I don't I don't I don't need them to practice in front of me I don't go to NBA practice time <laughs> no thank you
0: well I would point out okay I know we're kind of all right well thank you for interrupting me and shitting on my point um uh, <laughs> guess Adam Silver don't listen to me Malik's right I'm wrong uh
1: I'm- I mean what was your other point you no, said you said play, you said whatever you're gonna
0: play <laughs> Play whenever you go to play. I don't know his
2: whole you. play, he's done. Yeah.
0: He's done. I guess I won't be at the celebrity all-star game. I don't know. Thanks, Malik. Appreciate you.
1: Happy to be of service.
0: Yeah. <laughs> For that and more, continue listening to the Uptown Parlay podcast. <laughs> Brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Promo code Uptown: twenty percent off your whole order. All right um i guess we'll just get into it oh wait there was something else i had to say i can't remember right now but i guess if i can't remember it's not that important you what's up uh oh, damn it internet connection cheap internet come on comcast get us together no, i just
2: want to say my screen just see you frozen so
0: no i hear you i hope it's not affecting my audio because it has in the past I got too many devices hooked up to the internet, even on i paying for this boost stuff. It's not helping. Um, we got there some major injuries this week, so keep that in mind when you bet on these games. Tyson Badgett is going to be starting for the Chicago Bears, and I believe um, either Aiden O'Connell or the grizzled veteran that is Brian Hoyer in his 29th season in the NFL will be starting for the Las Vegas Raiders. Still not sure on that yet. I do know that Justin Fields is doubtful because his thumb is broken and dislocated or is just dislocated and he was unable to grip the ball which is why he could not come back in last week. Roshan Johnson still has not been cleared from a concussion and they're playing outside in Chicago and it's going to be pretty windy so we'll see how that goes. Um. Oh, and their star wide receiver for Las Vegas um, is looking to get more touches even though he's getting about 30% of the team's receiving yards and everything else so that's why he's mad it's not enough with the uh, commercials and not enough being famous he just wants the ball more so he can help them actually win but the bears are still favored are getting two and a half points possibly three depending on the spread I'm going with Chicago because they're at home getting points and both of these teams are terrible and with them both having backup quarterbacks in I have zero faith in Brian Hoyer at this stage in his career and even though they have better offensive options with Josh Jacobs who hasn't been playing great, but is still better than any of the running backs that the Bears will have available. I'm just gonna go with uh Chicago. Cause I don't know if they're gonna be able to get them the ball. And the Bears defense is actually getting better. So all the rookies they drafted have kinda helped them out. And what do you got?
2: Wait, you just said that their running backs are actually better than the Bears?
0: Can you name the Bears running
2: backs? Not really. No. I'll just ask you a question, but I couldn't definitely go to weigh that. And well, um... their
0: their starter is Khalil Herbert. He's playing great. He uh, has a leg injury. And then the rookie, who was really looking good, too, Roshan Johnson, still has a concussion. So I have no idea who's going to be playing. It's going to be Dante Foreman, I believe, and they're down to Darrington Evans, who was a free agent on a practice squad last week. They picked him up. So, yeah, I think Josh Jacobs is better than both of those guys because he ran for, I want to say, 1,500 yards per scrimmage the last two years. So, yeah, that's, that's telling the truth. I'm not a liar. I mean, you know, if you've seen these games, you notice. Know
2: yeah, and um, who's the Bears' um quarterback again?
0: Tyson Batchen,
1: undrafted rookie.
0: Undrafted rookie from that's all you need to
1: know. You don't you don't even know his name. His undrafted rookie from a school you've never heard of from Division Two.
0: We should not have taken him over.
2: uh no, 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 then, you No, know, I knew could, it. I was on mute. I just
0: had to, to unmute myself.
2: All right. Uh, yeah, we can go with that excuse. But anyway, I'm going to go with a veteran quarterback and actual better running back. And I want Vegas to actually win this game. Maybe the, one of the only few games you're going to win this year. And I'm going to take any quarterbacks balls. that
0: were born in the '80s. Sorry. Can't since
2: change. they since the quarterbacks suck, I'm going to take the I'm going to go to unders. So give me Vegas in the under.
0: All right. That's going to be my under, 37 year. for this game. It is definitely going to be uh, over since Chicago. First lock on the weekdays. First Outside. lock. All right. I,
2: and, you know, I, I Anthony feel the hate in your Just got to let y'all know that. Got
0: to out there in the world. You were undefeated last week.
2: Yes. I was undefeated last week. We're going to make this a trend and go again this week because you don't have to take over. This, the No one's 5 I'm
0: at 60%. We're all above 50% for our best bets, folks. So please pay attention. We are what I would call is a money train. If you've ever seen that movie. With uh, that TV film classic, with Woody Harrelson and um, I'm blanking right now. That other guy, the one who didn't pay his taxes, and went to prison. Malik, go ahead.
1: <laughs> um, well, one just just a reminder, Ace. One of your best bets is already in. You best bet New, uh, New Orleans, which is playing tonight. No, um, I didn't. I said I'm taking New Orleans. I said I'm, I'm taking New Orleans to cover. I specifically asked you, I specifically said that I was not going to mention the pick. It was not necessary to mention it unless you were making it a best bet. And you said, then it's important, which means you wanted to make that a best bet. That's exactly what what happened. Read the chat. Anyhow, if you want to take if. If, all right. If you want to take that off, you can take that off. That's fine. It's off. It's off. The board. that was exactly if you read if you read the chat. That's exactly what happened. Anyway, now, now we're bringing um,
0: offline stuff online. I love it.
1: And we always do. We always we always do. We talk about the chat all the. We talk about stuff that we say in the chat Everybody's all the time. We're
0: hearing me out today, folks. To week seven.
1: Anyway,
2: um,
1: we know that the Bears are a running team by trade. Uh, they were the top-ranked rushing offense last season. To enter Week Seven, ranked sixth in the NFL in rushing, supported mostly by the three players that are likely not suiting up for this game: Justin Wesley Fields,
0: Westlake, Khalil Herbert.
1: Yards. I don't care. Nobody cares about that now. Wesley Justin Wesley Fields, the Fields, Justin Fields, Roshan Johnson, and Khalil Herbert are all going to be out for this game. Uh, Deontay Foreman was serviceable as a lead back, but most of his yards came while Fields was actually well before Fields got injured in the game. Uh, last week against Minnesota, um, the Bears are going to need a lot more than that to avoid putting themselves in third and long situations uh, versus a Raiders defense that is ninth in the NFL in pass yards around allowed, but they're actually twenty third against the run. So if the Bears had all of their all of their pieces, so probably trend pretty well against the Raiders team that doesn't doesn't hasn't played well against the run. Uh, the Raiders are a mid team all season, and three points seems like a lot to me. Uh, To lay on the road, even if Jimmy G was expected to play. Uh, If the Bears were healthier, I would actually lean towards Chicago. Chicago on the money line or getting the the win outright. But it's coming down to Brian Hoyer and Tyson Badgett. So to me, the X factor of this game is actually kicker Dan Carlson. He's going to probably be the X factor of this game. I'll take Vegas to win the game uh, and miss the cover, but I don't feel good about this pick at all. So Chicago in the under.
0: Cairo Santos, believe in Santos. Next up, we have Cleveland at the Indianapolis Colts. Cleveland somehow stole a win against San Francisco. Best defense in the league, Cleveland. They showed it last week. They're going to go on the road. They're going to be taking on Anthony's boy, the mullet, a.k.a. the shoe. They are giving three points to the Colts who are at home, over under 41 and a half. I'm going to take the under on this game. If Cleveland wins, they're not going to score any points. They're going to beat them 17-13. So they'll probably even be under 30. You can tease that down to about a 36 over under and still make some good bread. Um, give me Cleveland. I'm not locking this in. I just don't see Jonathan Taylor having a great game against this top defense, not just yet, even though they're at home. Okay,
2: Dan. Another t- Another game that we mustn't skip because you're going to see a bunch of backups. I'm gonna go with Cleveland as well. I'm taking the under. A quick Shout out to Anthony Richardson. Too bad your um, rookie career You're gonna have to wait till next year. But um, yeah, give me Cleveland and under. They'll need to even bother watching this game.
0: All right, Malik, what do you got in this one?
1: Um, so the public and the money is leaning heavily towards the Browns here. Uh, that's mostly because of the performance that they had against the 49ers. Uh, and they have the number one ranked defense, as you said, Ace. Uh, Minshew looked horrible last week against Jacksonville, but uh, he's been serviceable throughout the year as a starter, uh, and he has experience with Shane Steichen uh, to to uh, to play the rest of the season. And now the in the intrigue or the question about whether or not Anthony Richardson is gonna was gonna come back is now over because he's gonna be out for the season after shoulders after having seizing he's any shoulder surgery, right? Yeah, yep, exactly. Um I I expect the Colts to be in the game all the way through. Um, because Cleveland has Cleveland has not shown the ability to run away with things off with the games offensively. They're gonna lean heavily on their run, so is Cleveland. Um, and they're gonna rely on their defense, and their defense is actually ranked right in the middle uh of of, of the you know of the standings in terms of uh, uh yards per play. Um and the Colts are ninth in sacks. Um, despite having the lowest uh, blitz percentage in the NBA of amongst teams in the top 10.
0: In the NBA
1: so, or the NFL? I'm sorry, in the NFL, apologies. Um, Cleveland's offense has names, but not a lot of substance so far. So I like this. I actually like this number uh, for Indy, even if Deshaun Watson plays. I think they can win the game outright, and I wouldn't mind teasing them on the money line. I'm going to take Ind- Indianapolis and the under.
0: I think they can win with B.J. Walker. I think the Bears messed up getting rid of him. Um, Badshun came in and got sacked and fumbled, and that's how Chicago ended up getting taken out of the game. I think P.J. Walker can get them through another one against the Colts' defense. Uh, Amari Cooper is really good, so that's another reason why I'm leaning on Cleveland. He's been able to beat coverage, and Indianapolis's pass coverage has not been great, as shown what they did in the Saints game.
2: Minshew was just nervous last week because he was facing against his former team, that's all. He'd be
0: all right. But that was a revenge game is what you called it.
2: Yeah, that's what everybody else called it. What...
0: Good dead air. Okay. Uh, Buffalo at New England. Um, Buffalo is expected to beat the brakes off New England. This is the biggest spread of the week. There is going to be some bad weather. Josh Allen has a shoulder injury. He said it's just pain management. Um, I think it's going to be painful for him to throw deep in with sustained winds of 15 to 20 miles an hour. Um, and wind gusts, and it's going to be at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, so it's going to be the windiest part of the day. New England is known for having terrible weather, as is Buffalo. Buffalo's 8.5-point favorites with an over under a 40. I think the Pats will find a way to cover. Buffalo's been going through a lot of injuries. They were able to put up points last week. They did not play great, but they played well. They played decent. People are just upset that they keep on losing, and it's just the fact that Bo Belichick is a terrible GM. But a great coach, so they'll figure it out. I don't know if Mac Jones will still be a quarterback, but they will figure out something. Um, I'm going to take Buffalo. I'm going to take New England, and I'm going to lock this. This is my first lock of the week. I'm to cover. Go ahead, Andy. I'm going to take those eight and a half at home.
2: This is a really hard game to um, pick because the whole, basically, this whole year is basically everything has been going against um, New England. People have been sleeping on them. They kept on saying everything. Belichick, they're saying that everything is Tom Brady, this Tom Brady that. And it, it's kind of looking like that because how it's going. You want to pick Buffalo because they're going to, the, you know, the high flying type of the team, you know, the guy Josh Allen. You got, you got on what's the name? That receiver. You got the, the team is there. But Buffalo has a lot of injuries going. Also, New England's that type. New England's actually, no matter how bad you look at them, New England, This is a divisional game. New England's actually built to stop Buffalo. They actually have the defense and stuff like that. Ace mentioned the weather is, from what I'm seeing here, is going to be around 46, 55 degrees. So it's going to be raining. This is going to be a sloppy game. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Only going to I'm taking New England on this one. For some reason, I think Belichick had to pull it out, all of the hot seat and stuff like that. I know, you know, it it, it seems like, you know, we should be going against the grain on this one because the thing is that New England is just basically trash right now with their receivers and everything else, and Matt Jones and Belichick doesn't know offense or whatever. But I'll give it to them. Let me sl- let them slide this out. It's gonna be a real. It's gonna be weird to pick like this, but I'm gonna take New England in the under.
0: All right, Malik.
2: Malik's laughing over there. I guess he's gonna be picking Buffalo.
1: Who do you believe, <laughs> <in> Malik? <laughs> Y'all are hilarious, man. There's no way I'm picking New England. I'm not points? picking New. I'm not picking New England to do a damn thing. Okay, I'm what? not picking New. The last time we saw New England at home, they oh. lost thirty-four nothing to a Saints team that can't score right now. It, it, it has not been able that's, to score any damn points against the Jacksonville Jaguars in their own house. I don't give a damn. They're not better than the Bills. That Saints team is not better than the Bills. Period. I, I don't, don't want to hear it. they they're not. They are not. Stop it. You're lying to yourself. Um, the the Buffalo's deep. Buffalo's Anthony is correct. I don't care about the weather. The Bills play in bad weather all the time. So the, the weather. Yeah, I, remember
2: the, I, I remember there was a, a two years ago. I believe two years ago, New England played against Buffalo. The horrible as weather, and they still beat them. Two years
1: ago it's not that's not sunday two years ago you, there's no, there's
2: two, no two two anthony
1: two years ago we were we were wearing masks on on podcasts okay uh, two years I'm, ago we,
2: two years ago was not sunday okay two two years ago was not, it's not sunday. okay we, we, really, we were, you, we're gonna see we're gonna see a game like six we're gonna see the new england winning six to three or something like that.
1: Two, <laughs> two years ago we were having conversations about whether or not to get vaccinated okay two years ago we couldn't go to a grocery store without a mask or in a hazmat suit so look let's 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 let's, let's with the chill with the two years ago. Something happened. And now this is the same thing. It's not. It's not the same thing. That's the Patriots right. stink. They're horrible. They're bad. And nobody and nobody should be ever picking them. And you guys should be ashamed of yourself for telling people to pick them. Now, Buffalo has. struggled. Buffalo has struggled. You know, Anthony, I mean, uh, Ace put this in a the lot. They can't um, cover but, an eight and
0: a half point spread.
1: Buffalo has. Str- no, no, they can't. No, they couldn't cover. They All couldn't right. cover a three point spread against New Orleans. They lost by thirty four. OK, OK, let's 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 put it into perspective. They couldn't cover a three point spread. It was a three. It was a three point. They couldn't cover the three point spread last week against against Las Vegas. They There's lost by four. They, no, they lost by four in a dome. Yeah, they, a covered that. They,
0: okay.
1: they lost by four in a dome and they gave up a safety that actually and that actually won. that actually gave, gave Vegas the cover. Like they were down too. They were down nineteen seventeen. They gave up the safety to Max Crosby, Crosby which gave the gave anybody that had been on Vegas the cover. I know that because I picked New England. So so guess, well, that, oh, see, so guess now, what now we now I'm not played. picking. Uh, but at least I'm not talking about two years ago. I'm talking about last Sunday. So they about stink. I'm about they stink. I'm just, I'm about the I, 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 I don't care. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is old, and he looks old, and he looks like he's pissed off. He's upset about he's upset about this, and he just wants to retire and go sit on Tom Tom Brady's boat. He's
2: Buffalo is Buffalo
1: is hurt. You are right. Buffalo is injured, and primarily the defensive challenges have come in the secondary, which is still reeling from the loss of Tre'Davious White. But the Patriots don't have any weapons on the outside or a quarterback to actually match the Bills in points or to challenge any of that. So the number is high.
0: Juju Smith-Schuster.
1: The number is high, so I won't lock it. I won't lock the number. (laughs) But I'm pretty damn confident the Bills' have the ability to bounce back and win by two scores. Like, you're talking about two scores here. The real play here, the real play for me here is the over and under. I I obviously like the under because of the weather, especially if it dips below four. If it dips below 40, though, I like the over. I think the bulls are going to roll here, about thirty to thirteen. So I'm taking Buffalo in the over. I mean Buffalo in the under.
0: Thirty to thirteen is forty three points. The over under is forty. Just so you know.
1: Right, right. That's what I said. I like. I'm sorry. I like the over. And if it gotcha. goes, especially if it goes under, uh, if it, if, if the, if yeah, if it keeps keeps going below the forty points. So the, I'm taking Buffalo and apology the over.
0: And anything else you want to yell about before we move on to the next game? <laughs>
2: I'm wondering if we all should make this a lot just to see what happens next week. Uh, I
0: mean, I you, is, I don't I, I t- very
1: very lock. rarely he locked so, it. Yeah. Ace locked it at eight and a half, so it's it's, yeah. it's on him. We'll talk about it next week.
0: Right. We'll talk about it next week. It's also a lack of confidence in the play calling for Buffalo as well, and it's also the fact that like Josh Allen admitted, like it's a pain injury. So like if they get up by enough points, he will come out and you know they'll just ride and
1: victory. <laughs> Enough points is two scores. Nobody, they're, they're not going to want to get get this into a situation where where they could potentially lose on a last minute hail mary or something stupid like that. They're going so to win by two down, scores. Wait,
0: so you're telling me if they're down seven, they're not just going to punch it and trust their defense? They're going to try to no. run the clock out and make sure they kneel out the ball.
1: I'm going to say if they're up six or if they're up seven,
0: yeah,
1: in the fourth quarter, they're going to yeah. try to continue scoring to 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 keep themselves away from being able to from, the from losing new england from, patriots
0: from, from, offense that that's what they need to keep off the fields
1: they're well, i'm not talking they're not worried about the new england patriots they're worried about anything they're, they're guarding against anything that could potentially happen in a, in a football game that's going to lose you a put that's going to lose you a game you don't play to win by one score you play to win by as much as you possibly can now yeah. i can absolutely see if they get up 21 nothing yeah, and then they and they pull and they pull uh, Josh Allen out, you know, in the third quarter or something like that. New England comes back and scores ten points, but I don't believe this, I don't believe New England can score more than thirteen points anyway. Hmm. One yes. touchdown, two field
2: goals. If this was wow. a better weather game, I would have went with you with Buffalo. But looking at that weather, I think Belichick's going to have something up his sleeves, like he did. Yes, I want to say two years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. The worst game of the week. Nope. No, it is not. It is Washington at the New Jersey Giants. The Washington Commanders at the Giants. The Giants are getting three points at home. A lot of home underdogs this week. A lot of, a lot of bad football being played. At the, I was going to you say,
2: you well say that. Bad, bad crappy games playing.
0: They, But legit, they are. The over-under for this game is 37.5 because all the unders hit last week, so we're getting some really low-scoring games. Um, yeah, Tyrod Taylor, not a great arm. Also another wind issue. Um, I'm locking in Washington. I just think they have more weapons. Saquon's going to have to beat a whole team by himself. And that's going to be tough. Tyrod Taylor protects the ball, but I don't think it's going to be enough. He's going to have to make some deep throws. But Jalen Hyatt, I don't know. And on a super windy day, that's going to be tough. So we will see. Brian Dable's a pretty good coach. Daniel Jones is still hurt. Um... Yeah, I think Washington is just a better team overall. So give me the commies. I'm going to lock that in as well. They should be able to beat the Giants by more than a field goal. You know, and the Giants defense has not been playing as well as I thought they would. Their defensive line has been disappointing considering all the talent they have over there. But, um, yeah, go ahead, Ant.
2: Somebody's going to have to speak to the NFL AI system, whoever made this stupid schedule, for this horrible week. But anyway... I'm gonna go the opposite just for the for, for kicks for giggles and stuff. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take on the Giants. I'm gonna take the under in this one. They might not, not have nothing on offense, but I think they can still pull it off. Cause uh, just because both teams suck and they both are fighting for the, to <laughs> both teams suck in my opinion. But whatever, I'm gonna go with Giants. They're at home. They might they backs are against the wall. They don't want to feel the flames of the New York media and the fans. So they're gonna they gonna pull it off. I I think they're gonna pull the upset of the week. Give me the Giants and the under.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for Bad Dog to go in on them on Monday. Um, that'll be interesting to listen to. so oh, horrible. Horrible. How? They are horrible. I know, but I, you know how they won in five.
2: You you you're rooting for them to lose just so you can quite get so, so you can hear them get ripped.
0: Uh yeah. That's why I listen to Mac and the Mad Dog. I mean, well, that's why I listen to Mad Dog. Is that why you listen to him?
2: No, I don't listen to Mad Dog, but do you listen to um, any Chicago radios? You know, when they I, to do. It? I do.
0: I do. And they're, <laughs> they're talking about tanking to get rid of Justin Fields, and I think that's nuts because you know who came out and said he's a franchise quarterback?
2: Who's that?
0: Lance Briggs and Brian Erlacher, two Bears legends, and Devin Hester and every other Bears player. And also um, from the Green Light podcast, Kyle Long,
2: who kind of a little bit about
0: football. I'm sorry?
2: Let him play quarterback.
0: Yeah, that's a stupid answer, but uh... – <laughs> No, that's, that's John, like, Elway, John Elway played quarterback, and the best quarterback he found for the best quarterback he found for Denver when he was the president was uh oh yeah it was Peyton Manning it was Fuse neck Peyton Manning it was forty one year old Peyton Manning from a from a nine got, TDs got, and seven a inter, seventeen he interceptions
2: we got a ring out of
0: it yeah because he had an all time defense because apparently it's much easier to find defensive players than offensive players so mm-hmm. even other top quarterbacks can't find a new top quarterback. That being said, Man, boom. I'm locking in Washington the three and three the Giants. The New Jersey Giants are one and five.
2: I you like know? how you're just locking in crappy anyway. Whatever. It's not it's not crap.
0: they listen, they gotta beat them by more than three points. The Giants are at home. They're not playing well. I don't see them getting better this week. They have offensive linemen hurt. That bodes well for Washington with was a pretty good pass rush. They should be able to win this game. Easy. All
2: right, whatever. Let's move on, because this is a crappy game. Let's let's hurry up so and get some of the real games. <laughs> malik whenever you're oh, ready no. i think
1: we i think done. before i make before i make my pick i just want to i just want to clarify for you don't have a question why this podcast goes to, goes two hours long don't ever question it just don't even question it that situation right there
2: you What's should you never mean? question why that this podcast to goes, to two, goes to two
1: hours long Anyhow, the public money is is leaning leaning slightly towards Washington here. Um, the Giants are so banged up on the offensive line; it's hard to actually project any running room for Saquon. And even if he does get running room, um, you know, there's not going to be time in the pocket for Tyrod or Daniel Jones to push the ball down the field. Um, and I don't trust either QB or Coach Stables' offense at this point. Uh, and I don't know how any Giant fan can. Uh, the Commanders. Won in Atlanta last week, despite being outgained by the Falcons in yardage, first downs, and time of possession. So oh, the yes. reason why they won the game was because they turned over Desmond Ritter three times, and the that's Giants that's have. exactly what wound up happening. The
0: Giants um, have the least sacks in the uh, entire NFL.
1: I don't care, Ace. Okay. Hey, why 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 are you why are you cutting me off? And, and see, we're back up? to the stretch see, of the time again. See, cutting me off again, Ace. I don't understand this. Um. <laughs> They gave Sam Howell short fields, and I think the Giants, I think the though. I think the Giants will take care of the ball better than Atlanta did last week. So I think the game should be close. It's also a division game, so that that's another thing. That's just another thing to speak for. Um, but Washington is the overall better team, and at this number, I expect a victory between three and six points. So I'll take the Commanders, and I'll lock it in under two and a half. So Washington and the under, and I'll lock this in first lock of the week.
0: All right. Thank you for keeping that brief, Malik. Next up we have Atlanta at Tampa Bay. I am taking Tampa Bay. Atlanta's going on the road. Tampa Bay's a better team. Atlanta doesn't have a pass rush. Desmond Ritter is also bad. He turns the ball over a lot. It's really that simple. Tampa is looking to be the best team in that division outside of New Orleans, who is losing 17-6 right now at home. They are two and a half point. Tampa's getting two and a half points. That's the favorite. Just laying two and a half points of the favorite. They could beat Atlanta by a field goal. They just got to be able to stop the run. They got a good run defense. Ant, who do you got?
2: I'm going to take Tampa as well. Taking Tampa, taking the under. I can't take Atlanta because Atlanta next year is going to have, um... anyway, I'm not even going to bring that up. Yeah, that's That make this um, pick too long. So anyway, I'm going to take Tampa and take the under. Go ahead, Lee.
0: Same for the draft episode.
2: Oh, you mean when Justin Fields go to Atlanta? Okay. Hey,
0: you'd have more fun there than in Chicago right
2: now. Stop stretching it, Malik. Go.
1: At least he'll play. And when he was in Georgia last time, he didn't get a chance to play. Um, so, obviously, there's not much to say about Atlanta here that I, it wasn't already either said by Ace or, or that I said earlier in the early rundown of Washington, who beat them last week. Um, obviously, they need to take, take care of the football. If they take care of the football, they have a chance of winning, plain and simple. Um, both Atlanta and Tampa Bay are relatively healthy and have put themselves in position for the NFC South Division. Atlanta's three and three, Tampa's two and Tampa three and two. So this is more interesting of this is more interesting of a matchup than it would have projected to be before the season started. Especially now with the Saints losing this this division is wide open. Unless you're the Panthers, like nobody else, like you have a legitimate, you know, uh, claim to the division crown here. It's eleven games, um, but I think it win
0: them all.
1: Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they got to win one first. Let them win one first, and then we'll see what happens. Um Tampa looked better than Atlanta. I watched that obviously I watched that full game with them against Detroit last week, and I was actually impressed watching their defense. Um, they bring a lot of pressure. Uh Todd Bowles defenses blitz a lot. This did the, the Tampa Tampa defense is no different. They're third in blitz percentage in in the NFL, and they're third in the NFL in total yards allowed, and seventh in takeaways. So this is a good defense playing at home against a team that turns the football over. There's no reason to take there's no reason to take Atlanta here. There's no reason to be, I mean, if Desmond Ritter can't figure it out against Washington, he's not figuring it out against the Tampa defense. I wouldn't be surprised it's a low scoring affair, but in all of Tampa's Tampa's wins, they got at least a 20 points. Um, so that doesn't mean that they can't do that again. Lock in the Bucks and uh it's close, but I'll take the under Tampa Bay and the under. I'm locking this in my second lock of the week.
0: I think that's a good lock. I agree. I agree with that. Um, next up, we have one of the better games of the week. We have Detroit Lions at the Baltimore Ravens. Detroit is getting three points on the road the over under is 43. We're going to go to Malik, the homer. Who do you got?
1: Not a homer. I'm not actually from Detroit, so that's fine. Um, I But I am a fan and that's fine. Um, I think the main question here is, are, is which team is for real. Um, they're, they're combined. They're nine and three. And that answer. So the answer appears clear that they're both, you know, pretty real. But watching both games closely last week, both teams to me still leave something to desired in the way of the way that they're executing offensively. Um, despite all the praise that the Lions that was heaped on the Lions last week or this week, uh, and their defense playing some dominant football against the Bucks, the Lions offense stalled twice in the red zone, and Riley Patterson missed a 52 yard field goal, which is first miss, miss of the year. But it's a sign of a trend because he's two for five over his career over fifty yards, which is actually makes sense. Which actually is a is a valid point because on the other side you have Justin Tucker, who doesn't miss shit. Okay, so so you know if this game would have come down to field goals, we have a problem here with, for the Lions. The Lions, however, did show the ability to score some explosive plays on touchdowns of twenty seven to forty five yards. Um, but playing on the road against a quality defense like the like the Ravens. You should expect to have to grind out games and points be at a premium. That's why it's, it's, it's really tough here. The lions got to clean that shit up and if they're getting Jameer Gibbs back and they're also getting Brian branch back to help the defense. um, I want to see what Gibbs is able to bring. He hasn't shown the love, the, the, the same level of small space elusiveness that David Montgomery has, which you're going to need running, running in between the tackles against the Ravens um, and Baltimore. And and Baltimore was the more consistent team last week in London against the Titans, but they almost lost because they also struggled in the red zone and they had that led to five Justin Tucker field goals under 40 yards. So they could have easily lost that game if not for the Titans quarterbacks playing like playing horribly. Bottom line, golf is playing the best ball of his career right now, and he likely won't make the same mistakes that Tannehill did last week. To me, this is a low-scoring game. It should be very close, so I'll take the side getting the points. I'll take Detroit in the under.
0: That is a very thorough explanation. I'm going to take Baltimore because I believe in their linebackers. I believe in their defense. Um, They have a really good offensive line, and I think it's going to be tough for Aiden Hutchinson to get after Mark Jackson. His mobility is an advantage. And also being at home is an advantage because this isn't a dome game. If they were Detroit, I would take the Lions, but they're in Baltimore, so I'm taking Baltimore. I'm not going to lock this in, but I will say the under on this looks really, really good. Neither of these teams have been scoring a lot of points. So the fact that this is at 43, yeah, that's a good sign. And Baltimore's on the East Coast, which is also going to be having a lot of rain and bad weather. So I'm going to be kind of leaning on that. Um, Baltimore's run game has been getting pretty well. And unfortunately, guys have been dropping a lot of passes. Say Flowers was pretty consistent last week. I was Mark Andrews, so the passing game has improved. But give me Baltimore, and I will lay those uh, three points or two-and-a-half points. Go ahead, Am.
2: I'm going to Detroit to be under. Baltimore's coming back from the, um England or whatever, from Europe. So give me give me Detroit, their younger team, in my opinion, and they actually play, high, they play according to their coach's style. I think they can pull an upset on this one. So give me Baltimore, give me the under. I mean, not Baltimore, Detroit, under.
0: I was about to say, yeah. Um, yeah, they are coming back from England. They're playing in the tight end. I don't think there's any uh, European games this week, which is good. So I completely missed the uh, Baltimore game last week. I slept right on through it. It was actually kind of nice. Pittsburgh at the LA Rams. Pittsburgh is getting three points on the road. I'm kind of surprised it's not more, but they keep finding a way to win. Somehow Pittsburgh is three and two coming off their bye. the over under is 44 and a half. I'm going to be taking the Rams because I can't see how Pittsburgh is getting by with these terrible offensive performances. Uh, the Rams are a much better offensive team, and I'm really surprised that they're not performing better than this. So I'm going to lock this one in. I think the Rams are going to be getting another win here, and I think they're going to be able to you know, knock them off in terms of the pass, pass plays. I think they're a much better passing team and Kyron Williams is really coming on strong. The fact that they're 3 and 3 and they still have a chance to, you know, get past the Seahawks is a good shot here. Um Arizona's kind of out of it already at 1 and 5, but you know, it's a long season so anything can happen. But I'm not going to lock this in but the over under this week on this one is 44. I'm going to be leaning towards the over, especially if the Rams winning they'll be putting up a lot of points. And the pass offense for Pittsburgh is not looking good. Deontay Johnson doesn't appear to be coming back. He hasn't been He's been activated off the IR, but he hasn't been activated fully, so he's just practicing as of now, and he is still their best receiver. Go ahead, Ab.
2: Okay. So as far as for me, I'm going to go the opposite ways. I'm going to pick Pittsburgh. I was originally going to pick um, the Rams, but when I heard that about this news about um, Sean McVay might actually have his son born on that day, he might not even show up for that game. So I would stay away from this game just because of that, because you know, never know in that part. Yeah, they're gonna have the, the, I believe the defensive coach, um, coordinator is gonna be the um head coach if Sean McVay is not gonna show up. But still, even though they have a plan, maybe have a plan in set, everything might be set or whatever. I'm still gonna go with Pittsburgh because I think that that news might actually throw might be throwing that team off a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of kind of weird, you know, picking something based on you know a child being born, but. Hey, I did worse last week. I was picking from a, what's his name, a flip of a coin and stuff like that. So, hey, make this my second lock of the week.
0: So him not being there because he's going to be at the hospital watching the sun being born.
2: He might not That's be the there. Yeah.
0: Why you think the Rams are going to lose?
2: He might not be there or he might be there. Either way, he might. He's still not. I don't think he's going to be. He's fully invested into the, the, the game plan, even though he might have planned for it or whatever. His mind is still somewhere else. I'm just going to go that way, just for the people of the show, and I'm going to make this my second lock of the week. Locking it oh, in. Actually, I'm, I'm going to make this my third. Detroit's going to be my second. Sorry about that.
0: Confidence. Go ahead, Malik. I like it.
2: Well,
1: after that very thorough... Uh... <laughs> Breakdown by Anthony, basing his entire pick on the fact that a a man might be having a child and for some reason can't do his job. Um, I will will go the other way and go with you, Ace, on this. I'm going to go with the Rams and the over. um, Pittsburgh is coming off their bye, and they're actually surprisingly healthy. Um, One thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers is they always seem to be hurt, but actually they're really healthy uh, coming into this game. Um, and Ace, you mentioned Kyron Williams. He's actually not expected to play this week. Uh oh, both no. him and the backup running back Ronnie Rivers were both injured in, in their game uh last weekend. Oh, no. Um so their rookie running back Zach Evans Never. is looking to be the starter. Um Steelers, you know we what? know <clears throat> I'm
0: changing my pick now. Okay. No, you know no. what? I'm sticking with the Rams. We, we know, know the Steelers. <laughs> to one for their newborn <laughs> coach's son.
1: Well, Dude. we know the Steelers have a solid pass rush, uh, with T.J. Watt, and they're probably going to force Stafford to throw it to turn over the football at least once, um, which should help their offense. But Pittsburgh has the thirtieth ranked offense in the NFL. They're they're not they're they're not good at scoring the ball. Thirtieth,
0: thirtieth ranked
1: teams? offense in the, out of thirty two. Hmm. Okay, um, the Rams not being able to to run the football isn't really a problem for them because we know Stafford has no problem throwing the throwing the ball forty plus times. And even though Sean McVay is not may not be there, his offensive game plan and his work with Stafford, he his offensive game plans find space for receivers to catch short passes, to supplement whatever they're lacking in the in between the tackles. Ultimately, I have no trust in Matt Canada's offense to figure themselves out and score enough points to stay with the Rams and a passing attack and their passing attack is a tall order. I'm not putting my money on it until I see it from from Pittsburgh. And so I definitely can't lay the can't take the points here. I'm going to take the Rams in the over. No lock, but uh, Rams in the over.
0: You know what, Malik, you're talking back into the Rams. I knew there was a reason why I picked them.
2: Yeah, I'm supposed to be alone on this one. That's the script. script.
0: Good, good, good. Arizona cards at Seattle Seahawks. Seattle is favored by seven and a half. That's a lot of points to give Arizona, except um, Arizona hasn't had much of an offense the past couple of weeks. They came out and surprised some people because they beat the Dallas Cowboys to get their first win. Over-under is 44-and-a-half. Buda Baker is coming back, so that should help them in the secondary. He's one of their best defenders. Um, their linebackers have actually gotten better since they traded as they assumed, so I guess that was worth it because now they have more draft capital. Seattle has been performing really well, and I think they will win this game, and they should win this game. It's that extra half a point, but even with all that said, I'm going to lock in the Seattle Seahawks, and the Seattle Seahawks are my survivor pick of the week. Do not disappoint me. Arizona sucks. They are 1-5. You guys are three and two. You're coming off of your bye. I need you to win for me. Let's go. Go Hawks. And who do you got?
2: Seattle in the under. Next.
0: And I'm taking the over on that one. And that is my fourth lock of the week. Correct?
1: Um, or third that lock. That is your third. Week? That is your third. New England, Washington, Se- and Seattle.
0: New England, Washington, and Seattle. Thank you. Malik Ant's uh, taking Seattle in the under. And who do you got? I mean, Malik, what
1: do you got? Yeah, it's such astute, astute review there, Anthony. <laughs> well, for the people that actually listened for for an actual, uh, some actual logic associated with the pick, I am, by the way, I am going with y'all, I'm going with Seattle in the under, but uh, I'll, I'll give some justification uh, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, Interesting, you said that Ace, you said that Seattle's been playing well. Um, they actually had they actually had one three straight up leading up to that game against the Bengals last week where they only where they dropped 13 and lost the game. Mm-hmm. They actually had one three straight and had scored 30 plus in, in two of those three games. So they were actually playing really well and were coming off of their bye. So, like that loss against the Bengals, especially in the way that it happened, it just was just seemed weird. Um, what's even more shocking? Um, and actually appearing to lend itself to the understanding about their offensive inefficiency is that if you didn't know, the Seahawks are next to last in the NFL in third down conversion percentage. So they don't convert those downs. They kick a lot um, and they're, they're forced, they're forced to kick the ball. So the only team that they are uh, in front of is Anthony's jets. Because uh, Anthony Jets are actually last in the NFL in third down conversion. Um, the numbers are alarming, uh, but they don't scare me into picking against them here. Because Seattle is fourth in the NFL in, in rush against the rush. And the Cardinals don't have a running back. Like, like, like James Conner is probably their best player, the best player of their offense. And he's not going to be playing because he's on IR. Um, I do like what Dobbs has been able to accomplish oh, individually.
0: To your point about the Cardinals running game, Joshua Dobbs is their leading passer and their leading rusher.
1: Right. And that's what I was just about to say. I like what Josh Dobbs has been able to accomplish individually, despite all the challenges and the talent challenges around him. But the Cardinals are looking like who we thought they were. Rest in peace, Denny Green. Um, And have failed to cover the spread in their last three games. They ain't going to win this week. I'm locking this one in, Seattle in the under. Hopping on my lock. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. We've got two. We're sharing two locks so far, Washington and Seattle.
0: That's fair. Those
2: are good games. Um, what are you gonna say, Ann? I was gonna say that. Um, that's the reason why I just said Seattle on the other. I just moved it on because you know we didn't have to go that deeper. You know, <laughs> fair enough.
1: People listen to the show, When people listen to the show. They want to hear why we're why we're making the picks that we're making. So I want to give them some context.
2: Oh, oh, so I, I, I'll, give my, I'll give my big breakdown. They suck. Oh. All right, next game. All right. Well,
1: no, we wait. We we expect your. We expect this from you. That's why. That's why I just keep giving it the way you're giving it, Ed.
0: Be prepared for that astute uh, insight on the next game. Green Bay at Denver. Green Bay has lost their last two games. They have not looked well. They are 2-3. and They are second in the division in the NFC North, which does not say well much because there's only one team that's playing any good in that division, which is going to make people think that Detroit is not legit, even though they beat Kansas City. Uh, Denver is Denver. The only game they've beat, the only team they've beaten the Chicago Bears, and they look terrible in that game, even when they managed to win. They could have won the first game of the week, but they, their offense is just not clicking. But what's really worse is, I'm just going to make this real quick. Their defense, they have four interceptions, and somehow they have 14 sacks, which is kind of middle in the road. They're right behind Green Bay, who's 15 in uh, defense in terms of sacks. Their third down percentage, efficiency percentage is 16. And their rushing yards per game is 106. And their pass yards a game is 217. So somehow, they're scoring about 20 points a game. They're giving up a little bit less than that. And yet, they're still losing every week. They have a good running back in McLaughlin, even though their starter got hurt. Russell Wilson has 12 touchdowns and four interceptions. So he's not even turning the ball over that much because he doesn't have a bunch of fumbles either. If you add those in, he has seven turnovers. That being said, Denver is getting one point at home. I'm going to take Denver because they're at home. I don't think Green Bay has figured it out. I think Jordan Love is, you know, was confident against Chicago, but he hasn't really been confident against too many other teams, which is why they've only won two games. Give me Denver. I'm betting on that defense, and I'm betting on Russell Wilson to want to come out and show why he still should be the quarterback and, you know, try to make some more money and save Sean Payton's job and his own job and his own uh, legacy in the NFL. So give me Denver, and I'll take those points, and I'm going to take the under. Go ahead, Ant.
2: Well, for me, Russell Wilson is washed up and um, Sean, Sean Payton is a bum. But anyway, I'm going to take the opposite. I'm going to go with Green Bay. What's the name? Love Mike. Love is basically playing his rookie year right now. He's going to go through bumps and bumps and stuff like that in the road. But I see them coming in there, beating Denver. And I'm going to make this um, – no, I'm not going to make this a lot. But I'm going to take Green Bay and I'm going to take the over in this one. All right. I like that.
0: I have a random question. If you didn't play, if you don't really play at all, is it like the NBA, that Major League Baseball, if you don't have a certain amount of starts, you can still win Rookie of the Year, or does it actually have to be the first year you were drafted?
2: I think it goes that way because they, they they act like, you know, sometimes when they, when the rookie gets injured or whatever, they talk, talk yeah. about, the, you know, you fully played your full um, season.
0: So Brees Hall can win the Rookie of the Year this year because he didn't play last season.
1: No. No, he can't. No. He, he, did play, he, he did play last year, so
0: it's not like uh it's not like an NBA. Like, oh yeah, Ben Simmons sat out his whole first year, so he's still technically a rookie. Yada yada, BS.
1: Well, it might be, but Brees Hall actually played. He like, played four games. Was yeah, but you said he didn't play at all. It's not like you when know, when Blake Griffin good. did it. When okay. Blake Griffin in the NBA, like he didn't play the whole season, so you know they technically didn't. It. He didn't accrue a year. I um, it. go ahead, Malik, with your pick. Sorry. Uh yeah, no worries. Um it's interesting it feels like it, it feels like it's been a long time since Green Bay had a losing record at the week seven mark, and that's probably true, right? Because they had Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre for all those years. Um despite the early success that early success that Green Bay had that had fans in the media optimistic about like this Jordan Love ascension to the next great quarter, Green Bay quarterback. He's fallen back to earth over the last two games. Um Getting the bye may have been the best thing to happen to them, but probably with the best thing to have in addition to that is playing the Denver Broncos. Ace, you said uh you said in your breakdown that you are, um you know, banking on the Denver the Denver Broncos defense. They've been terrible. And you say they are they are not just terrible. They've been historically bad. Say what you want about Russell Wilson's struggles, and they have. And like you said, they've been. I think they've been exaggerated to some degree. But even with a bet, even even with a better than expected performance against the Chiefs last week, the Denver Broncos still rank last in scoring, last against the run, last in yards per play, and they're next to last in passing defense. This is the worst defense in the league, and it's really bad. This is worse than I see. I remember last year. You know, as a quick tangent, I remember last year as a fan of the Detroit Lions, watching my team be last in every every defensive category for the entire year and seeing us, you know, trend better after, after the ninth week of the season, the eighth, the ninth week of the season and trend better at the end of the year, you know, felt great. But statistically, we were still horrible. We were still at the bottom of every statistical category. Now I know what it's like being a Denver fan this year. Um, until you see some improvement on that side of the ball, there's no way I can pick the Denver Broncos to do anything other than the lose, Blues lose football games. Plus their best defender, Justin Simmons, the safety is, is going to be questionable. And so that's even a bigger hole to fill. I don't like this for them. I'll take green Bay in the under, and I'm leaning towards a lock here. Um, because yeah, I just can't, I can't, I can't with Denver. I I probably won't lock this in just because, you know, you know, you know, shit happens. Right. <laughs> and, and, and Denver could just get another win. It wouldn't be it wouldn't shock me. They beat the Bears. Um, and, you know, why the hell not beat the Packers? Right. But I'm going to take Green Bay and the under.
2: Um, anybody could beat the Bears.
0: Wow. The disrespect. <laughs> it's just like anybody has beaten the Jets. Oh, wait. No, just the Pats. That's right. Um, wait, wait, are. Moving on. We have the L.A. Uh-huh. Charges and their super fans.
2: Uh huh. be
0: traveling (laughs) to Kansas City. Maybe they'll go back with camera showing her and Taylor swift sharing this week. The Chargers are getting five and a half points on the road. The over-under for this game is 48, which is not the highest over-under, but I'm going to take the under on this game. Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, George Karloftis, I believe is injured. I don't know if he's going to be playing. Chris Jones, Chargers have a pretty good offensive line. They'll be able to double him um chargers have been able to fix their secondary a bit and austin eckler is back he is healthy i do not have a lot of faith in pacheco and the uh, running back by committee for kansas city and it feels like kansas city's offense is just off like they've been getting by and they've been getting wins but i don't know if they're gonna be able to cover this game i don't know why they've been playing very too many close games so, I am taking the Chargers. I am not locking this in, but the charge getting five and a half, I think it might get better up to about even six and a half, which makes me feel better. But I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to take five and a half. I'm going to take those points. Um, normally, I would have been leaning on Kansas City heavy here, but, you know, they've been having some issues on offense, and the fact that they went back and got me cold hard and lets me know that they're not happy with what the wide receivers have been providing. They are five and one, but somehow they just do not feel legit. They're um, – their offensive production out of the wide receivers has been underwhelming at the very least. And Allen for Chargers have been having a world-beating season. So I'm willing to bet on that, and I'm willing to take that team, give me the Chargers, and the over. Go
2: ahead, Andy. Um, Clay, it's really well, funny that you just bypassed the Mecole hard, hard right hardy thing right there. I thought you didn't even want to mention him at all. Well him, they, they didn't really have no real speed story. I mean, you could count what's the name that used to be on the Giants, but whatever on that part. But he Nicole back. I think that he's gonna he's gonna rev up this team up this year. It quite normally when you trade a like I say like a wide receiver from one team to the other, it'll take some time and whatever for them to get adjusted. But I think it's just gonna be like just a couple of practices and he's gonna be right there ready for this game. He already knows the playbook. They drafted him, he's ready to go. I'm going to go the opposite of you. I'm taking the KC. I'm leaning heavy on them. I'm taking it over this one. I think this is going to be quite a, a high-scoring game, and I think KC's back. Kansas
0: make City this, has – oh, sorry, go
2: ahead. I was going to say um, make this my um,
0: – Fourth?
2: Yeah. I'm going to go this for my fourth lock of the week.
0: Kansas City has a third-best, third-down percentage, and that's what's really been saving. them. Um, the Chargers are third in the league in sacks, so they're really good at getting pressure. That hasn't affected Mahomes too much. But really what's carrying Kansas City is their defense. They've only been giving up 14.7 points per game. So that's how they've been getting by in all these low-scoring games. But they did lose to the Lions. And I don't think they can do that against the Chargers. whose defense have been playing better
2: each and every week. Get it, Malik. What else? We about? Give me the Taylor Swift's.
1: Um, you guys pretty much covered everything that I was going to say about this game. Um, I think the, the Miko hard, I agree with you, Ace. I think the Miko Hardman trade, uh, highlights a lack of, uh, lack of continuity and a lack of trust in the receivers that, that the outside of obviously Travis Kelsey and the receivers that, um, that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have. Also, we also gotta gotta remember this team is did just bring in a brand new uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, even though Andy Reid is Andy Reid is their play caller, and they have a new offensive coordinator um, after working with Eric Bieniemy for so many years. So, not surprising that this team has been uh, you know relying primarily on their defense, and um, you know has not been scoring at the same at the same level. But you expect them, but they haven't been making a lot of mistakes. Clearly, they've won five straight. Um, they've won five straight games since since losing that opening, um, <clears throat> the opening night game in Detroit against Detroit. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers here, uh, and 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 the over. I think the Chargers. One thing that we we know about the Chargers, they can score points. They have plenty of offensive firepower. They can score points, and they can keep the game close uh and the last two games between these two teams uh the final was uh, the final was decided by three points Casey won them both but the final was decided by three points I think it's the same I think the script is the same here it's division game I think they'll play each other close um if the Chiefs don't score a lot right now their defense isn't giving up a lot so um, You know, I expect that number to stay to stay within the within the range of a, of a touchdown. So I'll take the Chargers in the over here as well. Um, and I'm I'm hedging between that and the Green Bay game, which one which one I want to lock. So I'll pick one of them before before the, the show is over. But I have my other lock ready to go.
0: All right. Is Mike Williams expected to come back or is he out for the year?
1: He's out for the season.
0: Damn. All right. That would have given me a little bit more confidence in the Chargers um next up we have the best game of the week have Sunday night football we have Miami at Philadelphia two five and one teams a really high flying offense in Miami going to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles lost last week after uh just not being able to get it done um the Eagles are only laying two and a half points Miami is the underdog this is the highest over under the week at 51 and a half the Eagles have a great defensive line their secondary has been a little bit soft at times their offense Also, not as great. I think Miami's going to give up um, a little bit more in terms of the secondary. Their pass rush has been getting better and better each week. They've been improving as they've been getting healthier. They had a couple of outside linebackers never hurt. Weather is expected to be a factor, but it's a night game, so usually the wind will die down a little bit by then, and it won't be raining. I am taking Miami, who has had historic offense. Tyree Kill is a monster on the field, and he is faster than everybody, and that's all you kind of need to win. Raheem Mostert came through and got 30 points last week on three touchdowns, uh, one receiving and two rushing. So I'm going to take the Dolphins, and I'm not locking it in. But, um, yeah, I'm very confident in this pick, and I'm confident in that over. Go ahead, Anthony.
2: Well, Miami's a fast team that just needs to get punched in the mouth. Philadelphia's pissed off, and their fans are pissed off, and they're ready to punch mine in the mouth. So I'm gonna go with Philadelphia in this one. They, Lane Johnson is coming back; he got an ankle sprain, whatever, but he should be ready for the game. So that you know that means, the Almighty Push might be back. There was the Almighty Push was a, a, not a factor last week against my mighty Jets. I had to plug that in there. But um, Miami's gonna. I think Miami's gonna lose because the thing is that they are fast, fast running team, and I think Philadelphia got a definitely a good defense. They very they um they're deep in defense and they're good in the offense as well. The offensive line is gonna get help is gonna be ready just in time to face them. And this is Philadelphia at home. And they they basically was looking forward to this game, and I think another reason why they might have lost to my Jets last week is they was looking past them. So give me Philadelphia in this one. This is gonna be my last lock of the week, and I'm taking the, um over in this one.
0: Okay, okay. I mean, I think. I think the Eagles have had a pretty easy schedule up until this point. I'm gonna be, you know, be fair to them. Um, they haven't had to play too many tough teams. They got Washington already, although they did lose to them last year. I just think that um hurts has been off on his throws a little bit. Go ahead, Malik.
1: Um <clears throat> Yeah, and you're you you and I you and I are in lockstep here. I'm taking Philly in the over and I'm locking this in as well as my fifth lock of the week. Um, this is the game of the week, Ace. As you mentioned, um, the NFL really couldn't have asked for a better Sunday night matchup. Like two teams five and one playing on a national stage. Like everybody's gonna be watching this game. If you're an NFL fan, you're gonna be watching this game. Um, the Eagles losing to the Jets last week was mildly surprising. I mean, the Jets won a defensive battle against a team, and and that's that's how they're gonna win football games. Um <clears throat> But I think the Eagles, to your point, Ace, they haven't had a tough schedule recently, and they've been playing with their food all season. Like they up up to that point, they just got their asses kicked, and that's probably the kick of humility that they needed. Um, the Dolphins are interesting. They have this high flying offense that has been getting all kinds of success and attention. But let's 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 take a step back. And look at the five teams, the five defenses that they've beaten to this point, that they've scored all this point, all these points on. Mm-hmm. They've the Chargers, the Patriots. Great
0: defense.
1: great defense. Stop it. The Chargers, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Giants and the Panthers. Those are the five defenses that the Miami Dolphins have played against up to this point. I'm not saying it's a bad offense. But let's pump the brakes a little bit. This is the best. And then the one time they played a defense that was actually pretty damn good in Buffalo. They got the brakes blown off of them. So let's pump the brakes a little bit on the Miami Dolphins being the next the next greatest show on turf. And let's see when they play against a team that actually has a solid defense that has a solid game plan and has and has a solid offensive approach. To keep the ball out of the hands of Tua and and all of those all of those playmakers on that side of the ball, mm-hmm. I never want to give an offense like the Dolphins points. Like like I hate laying points for a team like the Dolphins. That's but this is a must win for the Eagles, and getting beat again just doesn't feel like it's in the cards. So I'm taking Philadelphia in the over, and I'm gonna lock this in. Miami wow. definitely
2: needs to lose this game because they're yep. right now.
1: The other thing, just before we before we move off this one, the other thing I want to mention is that. Uh, Dolphins are likely to be without their center. Uh, Connor Williams is gonna, is likely to be out this game, okay. and Jalen Carter on the other side is likely to be back. He was out of that Jet game, and he's likely to be back. Actually, Jalen Carter and Darius Slay were both out in that Jet oh, game. Wow. I think Carter is coming back. I don't well, know about Slay yet.
0: That 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 makes sense.
1: Okay. I don't know about I don't know if Slay is going to be back um, in time for the Miami game. But in defense we'll of my
0: Miami pick, they did score seventy points on the Dolphins. Mean on denver which is why everyone thinks their defense is terrible they scored 10 touchdowns in one game
1: yeah 10. but you you you've heard you heard those teams that i mentioned right there's, there's yeah. it's not but it's, it's, they're i mean pretty the charges gave up a
0: lot of points but like that was a shootout they won that game 36 34 yeah won, and that was and the first down, game of the season and they were down 14 nothing to carolina at home and came back and beat them by 21
2: that's Carolina. Yeah, we in weren't expecting both of they, those spreads.
1: We weren't expecting Carolina. Carolina, they, Carolina wasn't staying with them. No, they're five so and is, one against spreads. This is still Carolina here.
2: Hey, we it's know. Just... We we all know that Carolina's really trying to help the Bears get you know get the dynamic duel in this draft. So we... I really hope so. I, I
0: appreciate
1: them for that. I, full 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 stop. Though I don't think you could go wrong with either pick here. I think I think if you yeah, if you if you There's if you, if you do. No, no 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 I'm just saying I think if you all if right, you are if, if you fair. are. Trending Miami. Miami's offense is definitely like you. I don't think I would feel bad laying my money on this game, like, way. win or, win or lose. Right? You're gonna you're gonna, to one, you're gonna have to lay it one. You're gonna have to lay it one way or the other. Right? So Not I think I think if you were gonna bet this game, you just feel like you know may the better team win and Philadelphia. Either one of them could be the better team on Sunday night. You just you never know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the I'll lay the points and you know lean on Philly. You know, getting getting some revenge off of their their loss against the Jets.
2: And Lane Johnson is a big factor. That's the main reason why the Jets was getting those blitzes and stuff like that with him gone. Also, the, the Jets offense um defensive line was going cra- crazy on them and having what's the name running around like his head got cut off. It's not going to happen this week. <laughs>
0: the
2: almighty pushes back.
0: The the brotherly shot,
2: I believe, is what they trademark. Yeah, they can keep calling that. This is the Almighty push. I called it first. That's what it's supposed to be called. I made the oh name up first when it was cheating last year. All you heard
0: it day. here, folks. It's not a cheat. It's called football. Quick, call Almighty Push. If your team was doing it and they, the Jets were in the Super Bowl, you wouldn't have been mad.
2: Of course not, because the Jets don't, don't cheat.
0: <laughs> the Jets don't. That's why they haven't won a Super Bowl since 1969. <laughs> Baby, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Niners at Minnesota. I'm locking this in. Minnesota stinks. The Niners are good. Um, I think I could go play running back for the Niners and they would probably win this game. They are laying six and a half to Minnesota at home. The Niners are banged up. Debo Samuel and um, their star running back and MVP candidate Christian McCaffrey are hurt. Rib injuries. I think they will uh, be able to play through it. Minnesota's mm-hmm. defense doesn't scare anyone. They broke uh, Justin Fields' thumb so they could win that game. That's the only way they were going to win. I'm going to take the over and I'm going to take San Francisco. San Francisco's defense will probably outscore Minnesota's offense. I'm confident in that. And I'm confident in this pick. This is my final lock of the week, and I will be betting on this
2: on Monday nights. And what do you got? 49ers and, o- and over. Next. Go ahead,
0: Malik.
1: No, there is no next. That was Monday night, so it's over anyway. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're in lockstep here San Francisco, and I'm going to take the under in this game. Um, mostly because of the fact, because of all the injuries that San Francisco's dealing with. Uh, I just don't feel like they're going to be able to score. I think the points, the, the, the over-under is, is actually surprisingly low for these two teams. You know, 44 is, is, is pretty low for these two teams. Um, knowing how well that Minnesota and both Minnesota and San Francisco can score the football, even with some of the guys out that they have, San Francisco still has Brandon Ayuk, still have George Kittle. Um, and so they should. They should be able to um, <clears throat> to generate some points. My personal feeling is that Brock Purdy is a little brother of Kirk Cousins. Um, no, <laughs> they're, no, they're basically the, they're the same guy. They don't. To me, to, to me, Brock Purdy like Kirk Cousins, like what I what I said about Jared Goff when he was a, when he was a member of the of the L A Rams. They are not quarterbacks that elevate the <laughs> level of the talent around them. Oh, like if now the he's talent better,
0: since he's on Detroit.
1: No, he's no, he is better since he's been on Detroit. I think he's a better player than he than he uh, he's a clearly a better player than he was with the Rams. Um, But he is now but Kirk, both Kirk and Brock, they play to the level of they don't elevate the team around them. They don't elevate the talent around them. They have great talent around them. And if they have great talent around them, they're able to manage that talent and play well. They don't elevate it when you put them in bad situations you put them in situations where they have to be the 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 reason that the team wins i don't think that i don't think they they're, they're capable of doing it now brock hasn't actually been in that situation yet and you know if you want to count the last week against cleveland as that situation he did drive them down got them to got them into field goal range and the and the kicker missed a field goal um so it's possible you could you could say that but uh it hasn't gotten done um but to me even saying that um, n- and not having those guys, it's still not the line is still not big enough for me to pick the Vikings. Um, and, and the cover is it's, I don't want any part of this cover. Uh, need that if extra anything, point. you need that seven and a half. I think that extra point, uh, the hook might get me. Um, if, so if anything, what I'd say is it's still primetime Monday night, cousins still a question mark there, and the Niners defense should be able to stand up. So, I, if anything, pick the Niners in the under, but I don't want to lock this in. All right.
0: Um, We are going to be going into our shout-outs, but before we get to that, I just want to have a special shout-out to my New York Liberty on a great season, although you lost yesterday. I am proud that we got back to the finals. I say we because um, I involved myself in this, even though I have absolutely nothing to do with it. Um, Shout-out to y'all for coming back, even though you got blown out in the first game. I appreciate watching y'all all all season, and I have been betting on y'all and making money on y'all all week, so I appreciate it. You're a super team, y'all will be back, and I'm confident that we will get over that hump and get past the Las Vegas Aces. And your shout-outs.
2: Um, I'd like to first give a shout-out to both Quincy and Quinn and Williams. They both um did something that hasn't been done since 2010, I believe. Both brothers basically quite contribute to a turnover in the game on the same team. Shout out to them. Shout out to McCall Hardman. It was nice knowing you, whatever. I'm quite glad you used Jet for a while. Too bad we couldn't use you because Xavier um Gibson kind um, of um got a little bit better, took your spot. But hopefully, you do well in Kansas City. I'll still be rooting for you. Shout out to the Almighty Push. I can't wait to see you, um, you guys back this week. Almighty Push, guys. You're quite when you beat Miami. Shout out to you guys. Shout out also to Greg Leg. You know, he's the most important guy on the Jets scene. He could keep kicking those three three point, those. Um, Greg goals. the leg, yes, Greg the leg. He's the kicker. Shout out to him. Also, a special shout out to these five coaches. The um the gym coach that's up for the for the Bears. Shout out to him. Shout out to Bill Belichick. Shout out to Brandon Staley. Shout out to Mike Bravo. And shout out to Ron Rivera. All you five guys on the hot seat. Maybe Bill Belichick might get off of it a little bit for this week. Shout out to that, and shout out to NFL refs as usual. And shout outs to Mark Sanchez. That was a good um, game last week. And um, that's really it. That's my shots of the week because I kind of forgot what the rest I was gonna say. So anyway, shouts for that.
0: All right, back to me. Um, Bears coach, I don't know if you're gonna get fired. I don't even know if you deserve to be. But um, people aren't happy. With you. We're not winning. So everflues, you are still losing. Um, quarterback got hurt, and it appears even if they do win, they're you know people are telling them to move on from Justin Fields for Caleb Williams. He played a horrible, horrible game. Somehow lost to um, Notre Dame, who didn't have enough people on the field against Ohio State. So shout out to them for bringing down uh, USC to the Pac-12 conference. I appreciate that. My pettiness is still there. I hope they don't win the conference, and I hope they don't go to the college football playoff. And everybody in California listening to this, in Southern California, uh, this is for you. I'm glad you're not going to win, and enjoy not winning when you get to the Big Ten. Um, hope that'll be fun for you guys, making more money and, you know, getting to play Illinois every other season. That should fill your stadium just like it did when you guys played Arizona State. And nobody gave a shit. Uh, shout out to my UB Bulls. Um, I appreciate y'all trying as hard as y'all could. You are 2-4, and 2-4 and four on the season. There are six games left. And as long as you don't lose to directional Michigan the rest of the way, I will be happy. That includes Eastern, Western, and Central. Whatever direction you want to be in, I just don't want to be there uh shout out to the liberty again i appreciated them all season and shout out to uh my bears for giving a division two quarterback a shot the last division two quarterback to actually win a game was john kitner so we'll see if he's as good as him and uh yeah the saints look like they're on a little bit of a comeback so i'm gonna enjoy that and malik you got oh and shout out to the colorado and Deion sanders um they're still America's team or should I say black America's team because I'm still watching them and I'm still rooting for them I appreciate the way you're coaching this team and I realize you know you're raising money and you've already paid for yourself in terms of raising money and selling out tickets for the season and having all this hype around your team and you guys are going to win enough games to go to a bowl game and if you do that you've won as far as I'm concerned
1: Go ahead, Malik. yeah uh, that game that they lost was was heartbreaking what were they at like 21 and they and they 29,
0: their biggest 20, 29 um, points, their biggest mm-hmm. lost lead ever in school history, which was pretty, yeah. Pretty bad.
1: And then they gave that back. Um, yeah, yeah that was that was I pretty that bad.
0: Stanford looked like a damn superstar, he had 300 yards, <laughs> it was insane. I it was, that,
1: it was, it was pretty crazy.
0: That kid, Travis Hunter, is just exhausted is what it looks like.
1: Yeah, is oh, see, so he, he is back. Okay, I wasn't sure if he was back or not because I know mean, he got, he got yeah. hurt,
0: two or three touchdowns on offense, and then gave up like 250 yards covering this guy and i'm
1: like god it's damn crazy. he's got to do everything it's crazy it's so crazy um <clears throat> yeah i will uh i will agree with you shout out to this was a, a couple of small shout outs here number one shout out to all the media folks this week um who have been ranking my lions in the top five this is the first time that i in my life have ever seen a power ranking with the Detroit lions anywhere near the top five of anybody's rankings. And it's glorious. It's great to see, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's great to see. It's great. It's great to hear all here. So many people, you know, praising the team and eating crow and, and all of that stuff, the NF was it the good morning, Fo- good morning football crew in um, NFL network in uh, in on the NFL network. Last week, they um, they all loved the Tampa Bay Creamsicle jersey so much that they all wore Creamsicle Tampa Bay jerseys, and they said that if Detroit beat, if Detroit won the game, they would wear Detroit Lions jerseys this week, and they actually did. Um, so shout out to them for actually go actually you know living up to that and, and going out and wearing wearing Lions jerseys, and I think I'm going to buy mine soon. Um. So yeah, that was that was that was a lot of fun. Um. Shout out to the uh, to your to your point A. Shout out to the New York Liberty. Shout out to the New York Knicks. Start of the NBA season, getting ready to kick getting ready to kick that off. The Knicks look interesting, although I don't typically watch preseason basketball. They did have a couple of couple of good games uh, against some some quality teams. Shout out to Skechers. Skechers is getting into the NBA basketball uh, basketball uh, uh, shoe game. Uh but if you guys if Embiid. you if you guys didn't know, no, they just signed Joel Embiid as one of their uh feature feature uh athletes you're for their be getting new the basketball be getting the No, Embiid. No, no. Okay, but, thank you. But but Joel Embiid he left, I believe he was with Under Armour. I think yeah, I think he was I think he was with Under Armour Divas before then. Um so he left there, he's now with Skechers. Um, They also signed uh, Tyrese Maxey and the New York York Knicks Julius Randle. And what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is actually, you know, unlike most, uh, they actually, no, they're, they're straight up basketball shoes, but what I'm hearing and which is why I'm shouting them out is what I'm hearing is they're actually giving these players some equity in the, in the company as part of their deal. Rather than just kind of giving them, a, you know, a few million dollars and telling them to get the hell up out of here. Um, so, yes, shout out to we'll
0: anybody in the world.
1: Shout out to them for doing that um, and for allowing the, allowing these players to to get in on the, you know, on the on the, on the at least even if it's even if it's three percent, like even if it's two or three percent, you know, ownership stake. It's still it's still worth something. Um, shout out to uh, Bo Jackson. I, I saw a video. as know if you guys saw this. I saw a video recently a Bo Jackson interview um where he was talking about Deion Sanders and he was talking about um how Deion Sanders is the reason that he played as hard as he did uh when he when he tried to play you know both sides of the both sides of the of the uh, baseball uh of, football, of, yeah. of baseball and football um and he interestingly said that there was a game when Dion was playing for the Yankees um there was a game that he was playing and he actually, Bo actually hit three home runs in that game. And Dion, Dion came up the following inning, hit a line drive, the line drive shot to center field. Bo Jackson dove for the ball, dislocated his shoulder. Wow. And Dion Dion turned that into an inside the park home run for the Yankees. And Dion famously tells tells people that Bo Jackson and I combined for four home runs in a game. Um. So, shout out to Bo Jackson and Dion Sanders for that story. That was amazing. Um, and shout out finally to all the YouTubers that have been recently. This is another thing that's been been relatively recent. I wanted to say this real quick. YouTubers, no, take so time. recently, recently, there's been some YouTubers that have like I don't know. There's these YouTubers that like do reviews, or they'll like they'll do they'll not do reviews. They'll look at videos of old athletes or old players, mm-hmm. um, and they'll like react to, you know, the highlights from these athletes. So I just recently ran into two two YouTubers who decided to look at highlights of Barry Sanders because they had never seen, they were young, they'd never seen Barry Sanders play and they'd heard all this information about him and stuff like that. And so it was interesting watching them watch his top like 50 runs or something like that. It was very interesting. Shout out to them for putting that content together and shout out finally, last but not least, shout out to all the NFL teams who... Um, I know we only get one hard knocks a season, but shout out to all the NFL teams that are doing their own media stuff, you know, uh, recording the players, you know, during the games and mid games and then putting out content over the course of the week. It's really interesting and really fun. I remember as a kid watching NFL football. And the only information that you got was what was in the paper the next day. And you would you were not privy to any of the back, you know, any of the background stuff that was actually happening you know, in the you know, in the week leading up to the game, anything that the coaches said, we're in a media world where we can get that information. We can that's hear right. what the coaches are saying to the media on a regular basis and we can react and respond. And that's great. And I'm I'm having fun with that. And uh, so, yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to them. Shout out to progress from that perspective. So uh, with that, I'm out.
0: And to all my college football heads, um, I am taking Tennessee to cover against Alabama. I am betting on Memphis against UAB on the road. I am betting on Air Force. Support the troops. They're undefeated, 6-0. They're going to beat Navy. And also, two of the worst teams in the American Conference, Charlotte and Carolina. Somehow Charlotte is getting seven-plus points. Charlotte has not won a game yet. Carolina has East Carolina has won one game. And in another bright spot of the week, I'm hoping that Stanford beats the Brakes off of UCLA. And my upset pick of the week, Washington State is going into Oregon to knock them down another peg after their coach lost the game by going for it on fourth down. Um, You dummies need to stop doing that. Fourth and third, you need to punt uh, or take a field goal. I don't know why you're not doing that. Stop giving up points. It's dumb, and it doesn't work, and it hasn't been working for you. You can do that when you play bad teams like, you know, University of Buffalo, when you're playing the Eastern Washingtons, even when you're playing the Arizona States of the world who have defenses ranked 133rd. And shout out to Iowa, who always goes under. The over-under for this game this week is 31 points, and I'm going to bet the under again because it has hit every single week. Y'all are 6-1. You won a game last week, 17-9. to 17-9. I'm sorry, 15-9. Your largest win of any week, the least point you've scored in any game, I think, that you've actually won. The only time they gave up a bunch of points was to Penn State, and I hope Penn State beats the Brakes of Ohio State And uh, we are out. Appreciate y'all listening.